Welcome to Vet Voices, a podcast produced by Warner Enterprises, where average is for other people. Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, let your voice be heard on Warner's Veteran Podcast. Now buckle up and get ready for the host of Vet Voices, Greg, Johnny, and Adam. So I'm excited about 2023 uh, because of kind of our goals for the year. You know, our goals really break down into four core areas for us. Number one, we're going to help veterans capitalize on networking opportunities here at Warner. Uh, we're going to help veterans develop their careers by providing professional development opportunities. And then we're going to ease access to resources for veterans, both internally and externally. And then the last and really the most important one of our goals for 2023 is we're going to continue to be um, good stewards in our community and we're going to serve our local communities and be of service to them. And it actually doesn't just start in 2023, Greg. It looks like we, we did that in 2022 as well with some great events that we just recently wrapped up. Why don't you give me a quick highlight of some of those? Sure. Uh, in November, we just wrapped up No Shave November. We had lots of participants from five different terminal locations around the country. Uh, we were able to find a sponsor, um, a veteran-owned beard care company, um, and they were able to provide us with some sweet prizes for the uh, for the winners. And I think, uh, Johnny, you were one of the I maybe winners. shaved my beard off and then grew it for November for some cancer awareness. Now, so that was good stuff. To say you shaved it off is not really <laughs> telling of the whole story, well, Johnny. Uh, you went on social media. I did, and you live streamed yourself I shaving did. I on social to media. I needed prove it. Yeah, with a straight razor. Yeah, yeah. Half of your face was missing it, after it you was, got done. There was some blood. There will be blood, which which was, I think is a movie as well. But it was also my live stream. So, <laughs> what what was the final prize? What what did you walk away with? Oh, I got this really. I want to say it was a badass comb that looks like a, a like a knife, but it's a comb, and I got some. Delicious. It smells like pancakes. Beard oil. So it's beard oil that smells like pancakes. Every time I walk around, people are getting hungry for breakfast. I already have enough time this time of the year keeping weight off. I would certainly, that would not help me one bit. Careful, because you're going to want some flapjacks. (laughs) That's what's happening here. Next, we uh, we just completed Operation Homefront as well for the, uh, the base here in Omaha off at Air Force Base. Um, we vets and the Blue Brigade packed and distributed 75 Thanksgiving meals uh, to local military families, which was just an outstanding uh, effort by both of those organizations. We really appreciate Blue Brigade um, and their continued support, uh, not only of, of the local charities, but w- of the VVETS, WeVets mission as well. The thing I loved about that too, Greg, was it was almost like playing Tetris. Like to the, all the boxes, like it was really cool. There was a bunch of different, what was the standout item in those boxes for you guys? Like for me, I don't know if it was the yams or the or the marshmallows or, or did you have a favorite that I, we were packing I'm a in big there? Big fan of yams with the marshmallows on them. Yeah, <clears throat> that's one of my favorite Thanksgiving meals. Yes, uh, and I I liked this event. I got to hand deliver two of those boxes to families that uh, needed them this year, and mm-hmm. just seeing the relief on the face of hey, now I don't have to go do this. Yeah, uh, was meaningful. It very clearly made an impact and. And it was 75 meals. That's no small impact across the Omaha And they area. were huge meals. I mean, this wasn't like a like a like a put it in the microwave dinner deal. I mean, this was like fresh food and ready to rock. So I mean, it was a whole. What was it even? It was like a like a cart at the grocery store, but like the the cart 
the basket. It was like a whole basket of food. A lot of stuff. Yes. Definitely a lot of food. Definitely a couple meals worth for a average size family. Yeah. And then the last thing I really want to talk about is we just completed our Veterans Day ceremonies here in Omaha and around the system um, at the terminal locations. Uh, we had an outstanding group of probably 200 people in the safety auditorium. We were able to uh, present a Warner associate with the Patriot Award um, from the ESGR. And uh, that was a that was an awesome experience to see that uh, get done in, in, in person. And then Lastly, we presented uh, Jesus uh, with Operation Freedom Truck number 22. Um, if you haven't had the chance to see Freedom 22, um, it is an outstanding-looking truck, uh, representative of, of uh, military service um, and pride um, in the U.S. Armed Forces. Um, and then lastly, or next, um, we're going to launch Freedom number 23, Operation Freedom 23, at this year's Warner Gala it's going to be a, I shouldn't give it away, but I'm going to just, it's going to be the stealth themed truck. It's going to be just outstanding. I hope everyone gets excited about what that's going to look like. Spoiler alert. <laughs> videos to <laughs> that's, follow. That's right. Videos to follow. Rewinding here. What's the Patriot Award? It's, it's a big deal, right? So uh, ESGR is an organization. It stands for Employer Support of the Garden Reserve, and it's an organization that's devoted to recognizing employers, companies, but also supervisors uh, of those members that are currently serving in our National Guard and Reserve Forces. The Patriot Award is the first in their series of awards. Um, so an employee serving in the National Guard or Reserve or their spouse uh, may nominate immediate supervisors for work that they've done for mm -hmm. this award. Uh, and then ESGR reviews those nominations, picks ones that are worthy of that award. And our associate uh, did some awesome things for another one of our associates that's currently serving. Uh, and ESGR came to our Veterans Day ceremony here in Omaha and presented that award uh, to that individual. So definitely cool stuff to see. Yeah, that was a really cool event too. I mean, Greg, there's also... Um there was kind of a, a little display set up. Do you want to take just a second and kind of talk about the significance of what that display was and kind of maybe you don't have to go through every aspect of it, but maybe some of the overall concepts of it? Sure. So we also displayed the missing man table. Um, this is something that, uh, you know, in the 10 years that I've been here at Warner that we've done every year at the Veterans Day ceremony, and I think it's a very poignant and, uh, and very um, emotional uh, representation of the fact that we still have servicemen and women who are unaccounted for and or still missing um, in theaters of war conflict um, around the globe. And so uh, it takes a moment, it takes about five minutes to go through, and it, it, uh, it is very symbolic of the fact that, uh, that uh, we all need to remember that uh, the price of freedom isn't free. Mm -hmm. And I think Warner Enterprises also in the past has really kind of tied itself to that idea of bringing people home. Uh, I mean, Adam, you you had a, a kind of a story before about the uh, remains of different soldiers. Right. We did an event in 2021 where we did some work with the DOD POW MIA accounting agency, which is actually one of their 
main facilities is here in Omaha uh, at Offit, and that was very humbling work to be a part of, of actually helping uh, with their mission set, and certainly worthwhile of the time and effort. Yeah, the thing I love about it is not just that, hey, Veterans Day's up, let's put out a plate. It's like, hey, it's almost like Veterans Day's every day here at Warner Enterprises, which I love. So we've kind of talked about some events we were doing in 2022. I think there's a sneak peek of, a, of an event, or not even a sneak peek, but more so we want to kind of tease an event that's coming up because it is a doozy of an event here. Uh, Greg or Adam, who wants to talk about our 50-mile march as a little bit of a teaser? So I'll start. Um, the 50-mile march is an organization here in Omaha um, whose mission is to bring... Um, recognition and awareness to the fact that every 22 minutes in the United States a veteran commits suicide. The goal of the 50 mile march is to um, raise money, to raise funds, to raise awareness um, and they have a mission to create a community to impact the homelessness crisis that is rampant uh, on the, among the veteran community. Uh, the mission for 50 mile march will be to create a community here in Omaha, you know, TBD, whether it's going to be Sarpy County or Douglas County, but uh, they're going to create a, a small community with a community center, uh, a warehouse, a learning center, and then tiny homes um, where a homeless vet can sign up to uh, occupy a tiny home for 18 months. And during that 18-month period, um, they will engage in activities relative to reintegration into the community financial awareness, job training. So one of the, the other parts to the 50-mile march, the actual march portion, is that in August of 2023, uh, members from the Warner team um, and about 75 other individuals will march from the steps of the Capitol in Lincoln to Nebraska Brewing Company here in Papillion, which is 50 miles. And we will execute that march in 22 hours. Starting at 2 p.m. in the afternoon in August and landing at noon on Sunday. I don't know who picked August for this event, but that sounds <laughs> horrid in Nebraska. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing this. I'm, yeah. I'm one of the walkers. I'm not looking forward to the temperature Yeah. at all, especially at 2 p.m. on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon to start the day with. Imagine the heat that you feel and, uh, and in the other life. Imagine the heat that's being felt by those folks that are being experiencing this 22 minutes. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some allegory there or some sort of metaphor and simile. Absolutely. So there I'm, you go, yeah. Adam. <laughs> thank, thank you for making me feel like a scumbag for complaining about the temperature. I'm just saying, you know. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. All right. So, guys, I, I've got our We Vets page up here on a Werner Workplace, which is an internal social network. And we, we want to talk about a few stories that are up here. The first one, guys, is the first look at the new B-21 Raider stealth bomber. This thing looks super badass. Uh, and this is from taskandpurpose.com. Some really cool stuff here. Have you guys had a chance to see the B-21 Raider yet? So I'm a bit of a... I don't know, I spent 17 years in the Air Force, right? So every time a new plane gets announced, I geek out a little bit. And then the Raider name 
takes its cue from history, which mm-hmm. it's probably one of my favorite stories. Uh, the Doolittle Raiders back in the day in the the assault uh, that they launched with 16 B-25 bombers uh, is a story that uh, is amazing to begin with. Um, so I like seeing the new uh, plane, but also like the cue to history as well. Yeah, it looks like the B-2 uh, stealth bomber. It does. I like was an l- upgraded version. Yeah. For sure. I was a little disappointed. I was really hoping that it would be some really cool new design. Yeah. But it's, I mean, the first time I saw it, I just thought it was the B2 in white, yeah. which I was a little disappointed by. It's like the winter edition. Yeah. There you go. Have you jumped out of this plane, Greg? <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, 128 times I've jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. Never a stealth bomber. <laughs> Bucket list right here happening. So it says the Air Force wrote on its profile the bomber that the B-21 will will be just one component of a network of long-range strike systems including electronic attack, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance and other capabilities. So uh, pretty cool stuff here. Looks like they're hoping to buy 100 Raiders each at the estimated cost of $692 million. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Typical Air Force purchase. (laughs) Sign me up. And then the B-21 is expected to take its first flight in 2023. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, awesome. So, and then also, by the time this comes out, this game will already be over, I think. But the uh, Army and Navy... Go Navy. Yeah, go Navy. <laughs> go Army, beat Navy. There it is. <laughs> and the meme on here, I love it. It's uh, So the meme on the workplace here, it's Army versus Navy, and it shows a bunch of guys on the football field. Uh, a bunch of football players says the only game where everyone playing is willing to die for everyone watching. I thought that was kind of a ringed a little true. The the symbolism behind this game, if you look at like the, from the jerseys they wear yeah. to some of the shenanigans that the two services do beforehand, there's a lot of great stories that came. I, I don't care about football. I don't care about sports. I don't, I mean, really genuinely won't watch the game. Spoken like a true Air Force person. <laughs> but... Uh, the the jerseys and the helmets uh, yeah. for the army team are uh, this year they're going to honor the iron soldiers of the first armored division. It's their their tank inspired uniforms, but then also it's a great place to come for flyovers, right? Like that if the two services are playing, it's not going to touch the air force flyover, but uh, the the flyover sure will be. I'm sure will be great, epic. So go army, go navy. Go America. Amen. And speaking of taking care of our uh, our men and women in uniform, another post here on the WeVets workplace here about the PACT Act. That's P-A-C-T Act. And what can you tell me about the PACT Act? The full name of that act, Johnny, is the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson honoring our promise to address comprehensive toxics. PACT Act of 2022. Ooh, I can see why they call it pact. Dear Lord, because yes. that is a mouthful. Yep. So not yeah. It's a it's a new law that expands the VA healthcare and benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxic substances. Okay. So the burn pits, I immediately go back to my trip to Iraq in 2010. Um, that that was a thing, and the the burning of trash and everything else the military uses, uh, but also the other toxic substances of not necessarily burn pit related. There's a lot of benefit that has now been opened up uh, through the VA channels. 
Um, a lot of local VA hospitals are doing awareness days. Uh, so if you're uh, somebody that has any possible exposure there, uh, check it out with your VA, call, ask for information. Uh, I'm sure they will get you some after a long hold time. Well, there you go. Speaking of hold time, you can call, uh, you can either go to va.gov if you don't want to go on the hold, but if you do want to get on hold, you can get on to 1 800 my va 411. That's 1 800 my va 411 or 800 698 2411. And that wraps up our. Uh, workplace in review for we vets are three stories some fun ones there adam thanks johnny so one of the things that we kicked off in early 2022 so almost a full year ago now uh, was a professional development series here in the office Uh, so with small exception these are scheduled once a month uh, and it gives us a great excuse to get folks together to discuss a certain topic a certain book uh, podcast or something along those lines with the focus being on professional development from leadership skills to personal development to any other thing that's under the sun. So uh, three separate highlights that I wanted to cover from a couple of the past ones that we've done. Uh, so we read Jocko Willinks and Leif Babin's book, Extreme Ownership, uh, and they cover uh, checking your ego mm-hmm. quite a bit in that book. Um, and they, they talk about how it clouds and disrupts everything uh, from the planning process of any task that's at hand to the ability to take good advice um, and the ability to accept constructive criticism. That ego gets in the way of all of those things. And oftentimes the most difficult ego to deal with is your own, right? Which is a interesting, very true statement for me at the very least. So check your ego and operate with a high degree of humility if you want your mission to be a success. And mission there is not necessarily militarily related. It's anything that you're putting your effort towards. Your goals. Right. Yep. And really the biggest thing there is, you know, that I love about that book is, is, you know, not only the check your your ego, uh, but again, take ownership, right? Mm -hmm. When things go wrong, um, it's not, you know, the people's fault that it went wrong. It's, you know, if you're the leader, it's your fault that it went wrong. Mm-hmm. I love the, uh, I love the idea that, you know, when things go wrong, you know, it's the leader's fault and the leader needs to take responsibility that may, you know, maybe I didn't train the people or I didn't tell them exactly how to perform the mission correctly, or I didn't, um, I didn't do my part of the mission. And so I love the book for that. I love the book. I love the idea that, you know, leaders need to be accountable, um, and that when you're leading people, the most successful leaders are those who understand that um, when things go right, it's your team that was able to make it happen. Yeah. And when things go wrong, it was it was your fault for not getting it done correctly. Wow. It's like a recipe for success right there. Yep. And you mentioned team, and I, that really hits at the next highlight that I wanted to bring home is uh, from the book Make Your Bed by Admiral McRaven. Uh, and it's You Can't Go It Alone. Uh, so... Adam McRaven in the book tells this story. I think it was a parachute accident where he broke his back. Again, foolish things happen when you jump out of perfectly good airplanes, Ah, Craig. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) And he specifically tells the story about how uh, 
his wife stepped in and full-time caregiver. But the emphasis on that chapter in that book is you can't do anything without a team. You have to have a support system there in place. And that's true in the workplace. That's true at home. That's true. Wh- whatever that support system is for you, um, teamwork makes everything better. Mm-hmm. And then that final highlight that I wanted to cover uh, is perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. Oh, which I is love it. One of Colin Powell's uh, 13 rules of leadership. So real quick definition of a force multiplier. It's a factor or a combination of factors that gives personnel or weapons the ability to accomplish greater feats than without it. For example, if a technology like GPS enables a force to accomplish the same result as a force five times as large without GPS, then the force multiplier would be GPS. So So in in this case, the perpetual optimism. optimism. Correct, right. So believing in yourself, believing in the purpose that you have, believing you'll prevail, uh, and demonstrating passion uh, and confidence, all of those things wrap up into that uh, force multiplier. Adam, those are really great professional development highlights. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, I like that we have that as a focus for everybody here at Warner Enterprises. So that should uh, wrap up our here our our Vet Voices podcast here for Warner Enterprises team. Thanks so much for listening today. The brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces and our allies all over the world, we salute you. Make sure to buckle up and drive safe out there. <laughs>